Right, we'll do. Let, should we try? Should we try the clap thing that everybody talks about? Well, we can do, but then that would require us both to clap at exactly the same time. Well, that's the point. So you go three, two, one, clap. Okay. So three, two, one. No, you prick. <laughs> Welcome to 10 Hour Timestamp, the podcast that has a shorter intro this week as I've written an overly long one for Dave, which probably won't even be that funny. I am Stu the Brummy, and I have never seen Silence of the Lambs. And with me is Dave, Roast Tinted Spectrum, who is writing a northern remake called Silence of T Pigeons. It follows the hilarious japes of homing pigeon enthusiast Lecter Hannibal and his rival Buffalo Bill who owns a local hot wing emporium where he's been secretly hunting pigeons and selling them covered in his own special sauce. Oh. How's the smog up north, Dave? Can you hear me okay? I can. There's no smog here because there's no civilization. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's oh, just fuck. fields. Is it really? Mm. Well, For kind of. It's fields and smackheads, really. <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> milling around in the fields like scarecrows. But, uh, How's the smack up north, Dave? Eh? <laughs> I've not got round to trying it yet. It's, it's apparently it's a local delicacy. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, when I think up north, I, I think of uh, smog and factories. Yeah. No, that's, that's Midlands. That's south. No, no I'm Midlands. You yeah, that's, that, that's, there's north, which is me. <laughs> there's middle, which is you. And then London, which is everything south of the Midlands. Yeah, all right. Uh, okie dokie. So, uh, have you been to the opticians this week? I haven't Dave? been to the opticians this week or last week either. Uh, just to catch you up on what I was doing last week, um, no opticians, and I haven't got an appointment for next week. So, it looks like the trend uh, is going to continue. Well, we we haven't asked it for a few weeks. No, we haven't. And I thought thought people months, a few months, and I thought people might be. Might be wondering how your eyesight's well, no, getting just on. To, just to catch people up, I've never been to the opticians since we started doing this oh. podcast. Well, I found a bag full of old glasses in the garage, <laughs> and one of them was like... <laughs> From your friends. victims. <laughs> <laughs> From my victims, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was trying them on, and I quite like the clear glasses as well. There's <laughs> a long story while they're there, but uh, okay. anyway. Why do you have a bag full of glasses? <laughs> well... I don't think I want to share that on the podcast because it's it's <laughs> okay. No, you're making me think you are a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite no, no, it's not. So, so, so basically, uh, so, some so somebody's relative died. Okay, and uh, they weren't. They had a load of hearing aids and a load of pairs of glasses, <laughs> right. but they couldn't get to the. They wanted to donate them to charity. Mm. Uh, but couldn't get to ch any charity places during COVID. So I said, give me the bag, uh, and when we get a chance, we'll take them to the charity shop. 
but it just meant that when I went into the garage, I'd completely forgotten about them, <laughs> and we just got loads of hearing aids and loads of pairs of glasses, well. which I then just did like a little fancy dress thing and yeah, just went yeah. through trying them all on. I can't imagine anything else you could do with glasses and hearing aids and non-prescription <laughs> so hey, well I did, right. I, I, they sell quite well on eBay mm. the uh, glasses frames mm. um, people buy them and then I think because of the extortionate price of uh, glasses lent, uh, glass, glasses le- glass, glasses glasses I don't need to add anything on either, <laughs> nope, just, just glasses, glasses. <laughs> just glasses uh, they sell quite well on um, uh, on eBay yeah, right. oh dear I've just said to, to Dave, I've I've been asleep most of the afternoon because I've had a bad stomach and I've just had an energy drink and I think it's, it was probably for the worst. Is it kicking in? Perfectly honest with you. <laughs> it's just it's kicking in. I'm buzzing, in, yeah. mate. <laughs> uh, uh, so this week's game is Shock Troopers on the Neo Geo. It was released on the home variant and the arcade. Uh, but we've been playing the .mu version for the PC. Uh, here's what Wikipedia has to say. Shock Troopers is a run-and-gun arcade game developed by Saurus and published by SNK in 1997 for the Neo Geo arcade and home platform. Gameplay involves taking command of one or three soldiers in an eight-way shooter. A second game in the series, Shock Troopers 2... Oh no, it's not called Shock Troopers 2. What? A second game in the series, Shock Troopers Second Squad, (sighs) not bloody Shock Troopers 2 followed up in 1998 uh are you a fan of the neo geo dave yes because everything on it is how i tend to play retro games a lot of the time where it kills me off after five minutes but that's normally when you've got a big list of roms you've downloaded (laughs) you just play stuff for five minutes anyways it's perfect it's like oh yeah i got through an entire life on that one (laughs) instead of getting halfway through a game and just giving up on it and wandering off somewhere I have a, I've, I've fond, fond memories of uh, our local arcade uh, mm. having a Neo Geo, uh, one of the multi-game versions, you know, where it's got all the, um, not well, the box flyer art yeah, in yeah. four or five uh, little screens above it, mm. and then you can select which game you've got, and the um, just walking around the arcade and hearing the ding, 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 yeah, ding, so that thing, it just. Oh, it's just love, lovely, lovely memories. Mm. Uh, so cool, cool. So let us crack on then with our one. Our one. So I had this game confused with the Nam game on Neo Geo for the best part of ten years. I've no idea why. It's not like there aren't screenshots available, but I always avoided it because I kept thinking it was the same thing. Even better, I own it twice. I own it on Steam and I own it on Twitch Prime and I've probably got it emulated another five times on various devices. I've no idea what was going on in my head. So I fired up the .mu version, which is basically just the Neo Geo version ported to PC. No real fancy upgrades outside of a menu in which you inexplicably have to use a mouse to start the game instead of the pad. Why can't I use a pad? It's an arcade game, you lunatics. So. Immediately, I'm presented with multiple characters, all of which look like 90s radical dudes, but I stick with the first guy, whose name I've already forgotten. He seems like the plain-sailing Rambo-style rip-off you'd expect as the vanilla choice for a game like this. I've never been a massive fan of these top-down shooters. I don't know why, they just never gelled with me. It's not to say that I hate them. I enjoyed Smash TV and Ikari Warriors and all of that, 
But I never really bothered to stick to any of them. I'd usually get bored after a couple of goes. I think Shock Troopers is my cure to that because I've absolutely loved every second of it. I think, to me, the game feels fair. There's a lot going on, a lot to avoid, but it provides you with a simple set of controls. One button to shoot, hold it down to maintain your aiming position, one button to throw a grenade in the direction you're facing, and another button, the button that's usually either missing or really poorly implemented, the dodge roll. These games tend to feature a main character who moves slow but has to react fast, and nothing is more annoying than being shot by a bullet you can't outrun. Shock Troopers fixes that completely with the dodge roll. It makes you invincible for a brief period of time, and there is nothing I love more than dodging a barrage of bullets by nipping under them with a roll. I will say that I feel as though the hitbox is maybe a bit too big, maybe? It doesn't seem to make any discounts for perspective, so I was constantly thinking a bullet would fly past me, but it hit me. I think it's literally just a case of if it touches the man, it hits the man, which is fine. I'll, I'll just get used to it. I won't go into the levels as such yet, but I will say that so far I've shot my way through a desert base, I've ridden a motorcycle while shooting down tanks and helicopters, and I've had a battle on top of a train. This is action movies distilled into an excellent shooter, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to finally play it. Who was that? Who was that? He was good, wasn't he? <laughs> he, was, he knew what he was talking about, <laughs> didn't he? I'm glad he was playing the same game we were playing. <laughs> okay, so just to reiterate the controls. So pressing A while holding fire, uh, fires in whatever direction you're facing. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, no. It locks you so in that direction. Pr pr pressing, a, pressing A without holding fire, fires in whatever direction you're facing. Mm -hmm. Holding A locks you in the direction, so it kind of allows you to strafe. B allows you to roll or jump, depending on what kind of level it is that you're playing. Yes. Yeah, the jumping C doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's a bit janky. Uh, C launches your special weapon, mm -hmm. and D changes your character if you're in team battle mode. Yes. Um, so, first off, why aren't you a fan of these kind of games? I just, I don't know, shoot em ups in general, I think, are my biggest issue. I can't... I think it's like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking, and it's odd, because I really like difficult games, but I just don't think I grew up with a hell of a lot of them. I, I played R-Type, I had R-Type on the Spectrum, I had a couple of other shoot 'em ups but I just, I don't know, I've never been able to quite gel with them. It's a, it's a weird thing where you have to, if you're bad at a game, and then eventually you get good at a game, then you can come back and say, oh, well, I know I was doing this wrong. That's why I mm -hmm. was bad at it. But it's been... I'm nearly 40 now. <laughs> I still <laughs> can't work out what it is I'm doing wrong. Like, I just think it's... I'm not looking at the right places on the screen. Yeah. I think you have to f focus on yourself a lot and ignore everything, but I'm too busy looking at all of the nice, shiny things everywhere, and I just get shot all the time. So... I, I, I think because a lot of these games are... Arcade ports, mm -hmm. like things like Smash TV and R Type and stuff like that. I think they're designed for you to be killed off very quickly. Yes. So when you're when you're used to playing games that are designed for kind of home use in in whatever the term, playing at home, home use, playing at home, yeah. whatever. Um, they're not they're not designed specifically for you to keep putting money in. So they they don't they're not, I don't think they're made 
ma- massively uh, unfairly. Mass- yeah, massively yeah. unfairly. Whereas whereas games like this are sometimes hu- hugely unfair. Um, but I, I think that's what I like kind of about them because of because um, I've got quite a short attention span. Mm. It's quite good for me to like play some like this and just go. Ah, I'm blowing up loads of things. I'm doing loads of stuff, uh, and then that that almost gives me my fill of like kind of in inverted commas ret- retro gaming yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, like R type on my phone is something I'll I'll play quite a lot, right. and I'm still no better at it. Yeah. But it it's just that little little moment of uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing it and I'm blowing things up, and then. I feel like that itch has been scratched. Yes. Um, like I had um, Scramble on the Commodore 64 mm-hmm. when I was younger. Uh, and again, that's something that I would load up and probably pay for about five minutes mm. and then go, well, that's that done then. <laughs> yeah, moving that's on. With. We're, we're moving on. We're out of the way. Oh, okie dokie then. So you talked about how much you loved the dodge roll. Yes. So let's just talk about the control scheme kind of in general. The, the dodge roll is amazing. Yes. There, there, there is... There is one kind of major use for it, which we'll kind of touch on a bit later. Mm. But the it, it was just per, like you say, it's perfectly implemented. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, I one of my favourite games is uh, or series is Dark Souls, and the the way that the roll mechanics work in that are almost identical to this. Yes, in that that's right. You press roll. You have those invincibility frames for a, a specific period. Probably actually more lenient in this game than in um, Dark Souls. But it is a case of just knowing something's coming my way. Dive out the way, and and you can lap the rolls on top of each other. You can just that's roll right. and roll and roll, and it's only that brief period where you stood up that you're vulnerable. So it's perfect yeah. when when there's stuff all over the screen. You can just be rolling around like an absolute lunatic trying to dodge everything, and yeah. when you manage to do it, it feels amazing. It's like <laughs> I I dodged all of these. Things. Really, it didn't take that much skill because you were just hitting a button. But it feels amazing because you're directing that that madness. Yeah, so like like some of the bosses when they fire big uh big lo- big loads of missiles yeah. up and then they basically shower down mm. the screen if you're not firing in that direction you can literally just roll yes. at the bottom of the screen back and yeah. forth uh until they've gone past and then you can stand up and carry on playing mm. uh but yeah I, I i think i think that that's one of the things that does kind of set this apart from from some of the the other games um it is that little little bit of extra help that you that you get with the uh, with the role, yeah. We- weapons wise, mm. I don't understand why games like this have flamethrowers. No, <laughs> I the hate flamethrower is rubbish. And to be fair, the flamethrower is really good against um, a, like standard infantry, not standard infantry actually, because standard infantry go down with one hit anyway. But the more yeah. Tougher infantry, it takes them out in one hit. It's good for that and that alone. But that's very situational because, especially if you've not played a level before, you don't know what's coming up next. And literally every other weapon is is a better use. Because I regularly went down the third route. Um, And I've already forgotten what it's called. It might be the mountain route. Or the valley. Valley, that's it. Valley. I regularly went down that way, and there's a section where it gives you the flamethrower just before the end of the first section, and it's literally the worst weapon to have for that oh, end section. Absolutely pointless. Yeah. It's, so, but uh, 
the so that so you've got the flamethrower, mm-hmm. uh, you've got the three directional shooter, uh, you've got a like a a more powerful kind of yeah, it's just called heavy, isn't thing. it? Just just called heavy. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure I couldn't find anywhere online that had a list of of weapons. There probably is one out there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm sure I came across something else that was mm-hmm. I rarely came. There's a there's a couple of of extra, but there's one that does like a big blast. It just that's it right, just like a missile. Yeah, absolutely rips through everything. But I think you only find it once or twice in the entire game. Yeah, because it is just ridiculously powerful. And the other one, which may well be my favorite weapon in a shooter that I can think of because it's just so satisfying is the Vulcan it's it's basically just like a double charged heavy it fires like three at once yeah. it just rips through everything <laughs> and it has a surprising amount of ammo considering how much damage it does and it drops fairly often so as soon as like if sometimes you'll get two weapons that turn up and every time it's like Vulcan taking the Vulcan um, yeah. that or the, the three way I found were priceless and and the other two were uh, they were okay and the other ones turned up so rarely that you just grab them when they're there as there but yeah the the flamethrower was just why <laughs> yes. why why are you here yeah. and like you say there's a lot of times where you get like a two two weapons in a crate next mm. to each other and like one's a flamethrower and the other one's a three-way and it's quite uh, it's quite telling right at, right at the very start of the game there's two two boxes One's a flamethrower, one's a three-way, and then you get a tank appear shortly afterwards. Yes. And then when you kill that tank, you get another three-way, yeah. as if the game's going, I wouldn't even bother with the flamethrower. <laughs> no, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like going, if you haven't already tried the three-way, you've got the flamethrower, here's the three-way, the mad, give it away. The mad thing about the three-way is that it doesn't seem to reduce the damage on the bullets. Normally with a three-way... It would be like that does a third damage, that does a third damage, yes, and that yeah, does. yeah. But you can rip yep. through bosses when you've got the three way. If you're hitting them with all three bullets at once, it absolutely yeah, but... tears them apart. So it's probably the best weapon overall, I would say, in terms of damage output. Hour two. I spent this hour just scoping the game out, really. I tried out the team mode because it gives you the option of Lonely Wolf mode or team mode. The difference being. It seems you either pick one character with more special weapons or three different characters you can swap between, but with less special weapons, I think. After a couple of rounds of team mode, I decided it was too much to wrap my head around, so I'll just be sticking with Lonely Wolf from now on. I played through from start to finish, going a different route this time, and I'd forgotten to change it to five credits, but I didn't realise that until I got right to the end and got the feeling... I was maybe about six or seven credits in, so I completed it in this hour, but it's a bit of a hollow victory because I would always have beaten it. I will say, though, it's nice having gone through all of it to see there's no proper bullshit sections. There's some hard parts, but nothing that absolutely rips the piss. Even the final boss is tough but fair, so that's a good sign. I also noticed a really cool risk-reward mechanic. If you get close enough to enemies, you slash at them with a knife instead of shooting at them, and that'll reward you with pickups. Usually they're points-based, but a lot of the time you'll pick up AoE attacks or a new weapon or vital health. It's really got me pushing myself into dangerous situations to try and gain health back, although, admittedly, it usually results in me losing more than I gained. But still, options! They're good, isn't it? Still really enjoying this really, really well-made game that is just as fun now as when it was released when I didn't play it. Ten, 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 ten. Yeah, so first of all, that 
the risk reward thing of getting mm. up close with them and some players punched them some of them knifed yeah them. yeah i didn't realize that until like because i was playing the same character for a lot of the time and uh yeah yeah it changed to changed to the character that i stuck with mostly after that and she uses a handgun just shoots them in the head i was like just a, <laughs> that's not really a melee kill is it no, <laughs> you're just using a different no. gun yeah i was gonna say it's not even using the butt of the gun no uh but yeah that's um that i think that's what that's p- partly the key mm. to getting a high score on mm. this uh, but like you say, is that risk reward reward thing of do I just kind of keep my head down, shoot at things, hope, and then get further and hope to get a high score, or do I go in for the the melee kill and get the higher points, but po- possibly mm. die a bit earlier on? During I the would game? I would say after having practiced more later on that that. That risk reward mechanic is the game because as you get further in, you're bound to take hits, and the only way to yeah. really get you you do get health pickups every now and then, but the real way to do it is getting in for those melee kills. And when you've been playing for a, a while, you realise which ones to bother with and which ones yes. not to bother with because some of them yeah, take yeah. a couple of hits, some of them are single hits, like the rocket launcher guys. Or a piece of piss because they fire a rocket, you dodge out of the way, and then they just stand there like idiots looking at you, like, <laughs> oh, What are we going to do about him? Uh, so you stab them up, and the green guys, for the most part, they will shoot once, and then they will also either do nothing for ages or they'll run at you to try and stab you first. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a case it, basically you've got to bait and switch the enemy where you get them to fire. And then you rush them to stab them in the face, or you get them as soon as they land on the screen, and you just stab them to death and, that, yeah, and steal that, their that, health. That's kind of yeah. Um, and then when you when you do uh, kind of get the bonus, there's a a, a, gre- a gold one, sorry, which mm. is you're temporarily invincible. Yes. Very temporarily. Bl- <laughs> very temporarily, like for two seconds, <laughs> something like that. There's, yeah. there's uh, these are like uh, in the shape of like. Diamonds. diamonds. Yeah. There's a uh, red and blue ones, which are just points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, then you get the red one life. kills everything on the screen. Does it? Mm. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. I didn't. Yeah, it's I like didn't a, realize. Like an area attack that everyone just sets on fire for no reason. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, there's that one. There's the blue one, which is just points, and then occasionally I'll drop uh, weapons and lives. Mm. Um, and um, the lives can sometimes be in like a a little like medicine. Uh, yeah, there's bottle. a few different ones, and isn't there? And then there's random bananas. Yes, I liked I liked the bananas because they put a monkey yes. for no reason at all. No, if you don't get so to the bananas in time, the monkey steals. That's them. right. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, ste- he steals it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So some 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 of the people drop the bananas, and then yeah, if you don't pick it up. A little monkey will come on and pick it up and, and run off. Little shit. Uh, which initially really confused me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what he was doing at first. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah so bananas. But then I thought, but then in, in, the, in the one level at the start, when you blow up a truck, mm. loads of pigs go flying yeah. at the screen. Yeah, that like, felt like a nod to uh, Metal Slug. Or one yes. of the metal slugs. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I always seem to remember a lot of pigs flying around in metal slug for some reason. So I'm not sure if that is the case, but obviously with it being Neo Geo, it certainly reminded me of that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I love the metal slug series. They're they're another kind mm. of pick, pick up and play yes, kind of thing. Definitely. 
So the um, as you mentioned before, there are eight people to play as, mm. uh, which are potentially problematic stereotypes. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so um, I'm not going to go into those too much. So there's uh, Jackal, uh, whose special weapon is a grenade. Uh, there's Milky, whose special weapon is napalm. Mm. Loki, who has an explosive shell. Uh, Southern Cross, this is where they start getting a bit ropey, uh, whose special weapon is a boomerang. Uh, Mary B, or Mary B, or Miribu, uh rocket launcher. Uh, Rio, who's got an exploding arrow. Maru, who's got a gas grenade. And Big Mama, who's got a grenade launcher. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, they, they've done quite well in changing how it plays based on the character yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure you need eight of them I think that's no, a bit overkill some of them are quite similar and some of them are yeah. just genuinely not as good as other ones so so Maru for example he's quite slow and powerful mm. uh, whereas like Mary B she's very fast and good at kind of out, out manoeuvring bullets yes. and then like Big Mama and Maru are quite similar. Mm -hmm. uh, Southern Cross and Loki, I think they're quite similar. Uh, Milky, Mary, Mary B, they're quite similar. And then Jackal, the kind of he's like the street streets of rage, yeah. Axel, pretty much person, exactly that, like, yeah. Just the average yeah. across the board man. Yeah, he's got long, long blonde hair, and yeah. Um, so I. Tended to play the whole game through as Lonely, lon, lon, lonely, lonely Wolf, as you uh, mm -hmm. refer to, because there's a lovely typo there. <laughs> there um, I did try playing uh, playing as team, but I just I found it more distracting yeah. than anything else, having to switch between who I was playing as. And I don't really see uh, the point. <laughs> I don't. No, it really exactly. adds anything. It's a, it's a bit odd because. You can press a button to change character, but that kind of leaves you vulnerable for a bit while they call in yeah. and swap out. So it's not like you can do it mid-boss fight, because so, you're just going to end up getting shot while you're swapping the characters out. So I don't know. Yeah. I was just so well, this just seems simpler to play as one person. As one person. Yeah. It's it's not like Marvel versus Capcom hmm. where you tag somebody no, in no. and they've they've got they've still got full full power, and then when it come when it gets right down you'll tag somebody else who's got a higher power yeah. as in energy they did all share the same energy bar mm -hmm. and they all share the same amount of i believe oh do they the share the amount? amount i thought they just had uh, they, they they each had their own amounts but they were reduced i thought well, i could have got that wrong because i didn't really i didn't really play that much of team mode to be honest because as you say it was just weird <laughs> Yeah, it was. I, I just I just couldn't see a point because if you've if you've got a character that's that's doing the job for you, why would you then want to swap to somebody who was like massively slow? Mm. It it just felt yeah. Uh, yeah, I can. I, oh, I, guess well. I can. I can kind of understand it. I think maybe certain bosses would be better with certain people, but I, after having completed the game, I can't see it personally. No, <laughs> I don't see any I, reason I, I, to. The the only the only way that one character could be better for another is if they've got a better uh, special weapon. Mm. That that is it. But then that uh, would apply to all of the bosses because the bosses are quite similar. 
in that yeah. you've got tanks for the most part. You've got a couple of helicopters. You've got um, a, like an airship thing. But all of them are within reaching distance of your special weapons, no matter who you're playing as. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just a bit odd. I'm not. I'm. I'm, really, I'm genuinely not sure what they were going with. So, it's nice to have the option. I'm. I'm just not going to use it, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I. I suppose because they were like, oh, we've got these eight amazing characters. Yeah. We should. We should probably uh, put a, a team team battle mode or something within that. Yeah. And you've got to remember, this was at the time in arcades where, obviously, fighting games were doing really well. So that having options like that was a big draw for people. If you saw like eight characters on the screen, you'd be like, oh, look at this, I can be this person or this person. <laughs> and that would get you, even if you couldn't get very far, it would get you trying again with somebody else because just having that at the start is just a very nice option. And whenever you die, you put another credit in and you can change character and say, like, oh, well, you know, I'll try this person out. And so it just keeps you pumping money. Yeah, that, that's true. So I, I, suppose we, I suppose you don't really get that full kind of experience when you're, when you're playing it at home. Yeah, it's easy to forget that was the case, I think. Hour three. I'm still trying to work out which is the best route to take at the minute. I think the mountain route is the hardest, although not initially. It seems to ramp up around level three or so. I also noticed that if you don't switch routes at the midway point, you don't seem to get the train level, I don't think, maybe. So I guess stick to one path if you don't want to have to deal with an extra section, which... I may well do while I just keep practicing. I've decided to stick with the character Milky, because of course that's a name. Her special seems to be my favourite one. It's a napalm grenade that explodes and leaves a big area for damage, so you don't necessarily need to be super accurate, which is useful for me. Furthest I've got, with five credits so far, is the level prior to the final one, and I seem to do pretty well until the red-coloured flying jetpack men turn up. Those guys are absolutely brutal, and I need to get some practice in because I'm literally wasting two credits or so just on them alone. I even had a run in this hour where I didn't get hit once until the boss of the second level. Fingers crossed, though, I should be able to get it completed within five credits, and then after that I'll maybe look to reduce the amount of credits or something. Maybe I'll go a different route or try a different character, I don't know. This is surprisingly open, though, in terms of choices for an arcade game. Okie okay, dokie, okay. so the areas you can select are mountain, jungle, or valley. Mm -hmm. The level that you select offers more or less life bonus at the end of each level. Oh, I didn't so, know that. so depending on which you select, obviously increases or decreases the difficulty when, when you come to the mm. end. Um, so the mountain and the jungle, they're fairly self-explanatory. Whereas the valley, that it's mainly water-based. Yeah. Um, so that so you start off in like a, a harbour kind of area. I thought I thought the valley was one of the nicer, yeah. nicest looking. It's the one I ended up uh, always going on. Was it? Mm. Well, uh, we'll return to that later, <laughs> David. Um, so. And then halfway through the game, uh, you could actually switch which paths you go to, as you mentioned. I couldn't find anything about the train level, but I couldn't remember playing the train level, so you might be right. Yeah, I, th I think it's different depending on which section you're going through. So if you go from the middle one, jungle, I think, and you go to a different section, you get the train level. If you go yeah. the valley and go somewhere else, you get a different level. I, th I think that's the way it works, but yeah. Uh, it's like right. a, a train that you're on, and it's 
like kind of an isometricy perspective as you go in from yes. the, the, the top to uh, from the open to the top of the train, but then it's absolutely flooded with those red jetpack men. So I just stopped doing it because it was just <laughs> destroying my lives. Uh, so I went with the mountain range most times, mm-hmm. but as I've said, I, I, I did quite like the the valley. Um, I liked especially at the start where you had so there was a lot of things that you could uh, blow up like the boats um, uh, and parts of the harbour. Um, so, but the jungle, I, I find that so difficult. Mm. Um, the jungle level, uh, and I went back to that quite a few times. But I tended to stick with the the mountain range and occasionally flip to the the valley. Yeah because um, with, with the mountain range there was there was a lot of opportunities for you to uh, roll and melee to get bonuses yeah. um, so so what what was your reasoning for, for sticking with the valley um, well I like the section most to be fair I was doing jungle for a while until I realised that I was losing so many credits on those ninja mid bosses yeah, they were yeah, absolutely brutal to get past. So it was between mountain and valley, and I kept doing mountain for a bit, but then I ended up doing valley, especially when we move on to high score chasing later on. Um, yeah, there's a specific section in that that absolutely farts blue gems at you. There's just a section yeah. that's full of crates. Um, so you kill, you shoot all the crates, and it's all just full of blue gems. So it was perfect for doing the high score chasing. And I think it was just a case of I'd done that area so much that I ended up just getting better at it. Secondly, you don't get any of the red flying jetpack men until the very last level, uh, which the chances of me getting to that on one credit were slim to none anyway. So I just didn't come across them. So yeah, those were, those are my biggest issues with the game was red flying jetpack men and ninja min mid boss <laughs> in the the first jungle section. Well, I I I, I split this uh, into two two and a half hour playthrough sessions. Hmm. So the first two and a half hours, I played through uh, all of the different levels mm-hmm. um, a few times. My second two and a half hours, I then did the same, but I played through all kind of kn- knowing that we were gearing up to 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 go for like a high score yeah. battle thing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. I thought I oh, will try and pick the, what my favorite route was, and then I kind of then I spent the time trying to pick my favorite character. Um, so that that was my my first kind of that was my experience in my first five five hours. So um, so it it was quite good because I didn't at any point feel it getting too repetitive. Despite the fact that I was I then got to the point where I was playing the same area with the same characters yeah, over yeah. and over again. Um, I, it, it it wasn't too repetitive, but it, it but it it was nice initially trying everything that, yes. that the game kind of throws at you. Yeah, there's a lot of choice. There is, there is a, a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it, it, because it was a you know an arcade game initially, there is an awful lot of reasons to come back mm-hmm. and, and, and retry it. As well as the characters, there's, there's the different ways of playing through the game. Yeah, I can't think of many arcade games of this type that give you this many options just off the bat. I think a lot of like later, late nineties shoot 'em ups started to do this kind of thing where they had different ships and that that you could pick from. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of any because this this I can't remember what date this came out now. But I would have thought early nineties. 
Yeah. Um, hang on a sec. Let me just scroll back through. Uh, 97. 97. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, this just fit the timeline for it providing that amount of choice for, for this kind of game, that being the case. So it makes sense that it come out then. Um, but maybe that's why I missed it. It's weird. Because I remember when I first started getting into emulation on my like, original PC, and uh, I was just emulating stuff like Spectrum and SNES, you know, just like the basic stuff that my PC would be able to run. I went around to my mm-hmm. mate's house, and he was emulating this machine called a Neo Geo, which I had, I just seemed to have missed, never heard of it before. But I recognised some of the games from it, from the arcades that I used to go to. Um, I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, wow, these look absolutely amazing, just like graphically <laughs> yeah. and everything. So I got him to, to copy it all across onto a disc for me and, and went home and just powered through tons of these games. But I remember on my first diary entry, I'd said that I'd mistaken this game for the past 10 years. Conservative 10 years, because it must be like the past. I've been playing Neo Geo games since I was about early 20s, (laughs) and I've just completely confused this game with something else. It's baffling to me that I've just looked at that name and the screenshots every time and thought, oh yeah, that's Nam. I've played that. No, I've played that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I've never, I don't know why I kept not playing it, but yeah. I just absolutely baffled myself, to be honest. Uh, and considering how much I've enjoyed playing it, um, I guess it's nice because otherwise I would have said, oh, I've already played that. Well, I did say that on the last podcast, but I would have <laughs> yeah, said, no, yeah. I play that a lot. Let's not play it again. No, I, I'm so glad that John said on that last one, oh, that's the one that I would have picked. That looks really good. And I was like, okay, right, we'll play that one then. <laughs> I'm so glad that he. he guilted me into choosing it because I think out of the ones that you'd picked out this this absolutely nailed it for me yeah there's more more longevity in this yes yeah uh, so much but, to it even even just breaking it down into just like the core mechanics of how to get good at it and building a score and everything else it is the perfect arcade game of you could get through it with one credit if you get good enough it's not yeah. unfair in the slightest there there is so no. many options for outmaneuvering the enemy and different characters you can play as different ways to play it it's just really really good really good it's nice to finally play something really good on the podcast yeah on the podcast (laughs) Uh, just died on the final boss i only had one credit left so i'm not surprised he's got some pretty nippy attacks but i'm getting there for these runs i stuck solely to the jungle level which is Typically alright, apart from this one section where you have to fight two ninjas. I seem to have more difficulty with them than I do with the bloody jetpack men. So I think I'm going to try the third route for the next hour because I don't actually think I've touched it yet. As an aside, I did briefly try out a new character. He's a black guy. When you beat a level, he goes, mba, mba. That's that's all I've got to say about that, really. It's slightly worrying. Overall, still really enjoying this game, and I can't think of another time where I've played something on the podcast for four hours this quickly. I only started playing a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the problematic characters right there. Their little uh, end end of level celebrations. Uh, are quite questionable, aren't they? It's one of those things that makes me think, like, 
every every culture had their own like uh generational racism is <laughs> the only way to put <laughs> yes, it. Yes, that's right. Where yeah, you look yeah. back at stuff from a certain time and you just think, What what are you on about? <laughs> like yeah. why are you what? Uh, so to have <laughs> the one black guy to just make this a tribal noise is the only way I could describe it. I just thought, oh my God, this is yeah. this is very Japanese nineties. <laughs> this is. But, but I, I understand why uh, in in games and well in media in general, like a lot of the a lot of Japanese characters are portrayed as short, fat, weird men. Um, like with, the, with those because that's what glasses. every Japanese person. <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's what they're all like. Every Japanese person I've ever met is short, yeah. fat, with round glasses. Well, it's like but a, even he- it's like the uh, the gay trope in Japanese media. Uh, they always seem to look like Elvis. They have like a weird curly quiff and <laughs> a big, a big quiff. double chin, uh, but they always look like the caked in makeup. <laughs> the strangest, like no gay man has ever looked like that. You <laughs> mad people. But it is just like, like it. it's a it's a cultural generational thing where you just like. What were you? What were you thinking? This that they all look like the chap from Lazy Town because <laughs> they do exactly look like that. That is <laughs> that is how Japanese people in the nineties thought all gay people looked, and that's <laughs> not me being racist about Japanese people. That's Japanese people being racist about gay people. So don't come shouting at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't come being racist about gays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just one of those. As soon as it did that, I was like, "Oh God, I can't play as the black guy anymore." <laughs> yeah, just makes exactly. Me feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I I enjoyed playing as ba- black. Uh, she's not called Black Mama. She's called Big Mama. But uh, there is a reason she's called uh, Big Mama. And I was like, "Oh yeah, dear." Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, they they did have the film Big Mama's House over in the USA. So maybe it's not just the Japanese who are massive racists. Maybe it's no, everyone. It's... Apart from me and you, Stu, who are very not racist. Just just to put that out there. We think gays can look any way they yeah, want. They can to. even be black. <laughs> they can be black. Yeah, I don't See, mind. I'm um, not Japanese. I do. <laughs> <laughs> they can be black and have round glasses. Oh, yeah, because he ends the level by like, doesn't he? Like, get a little box of noodles out does, or something yeah. and starts eating it. Yeah, very questionable. Yeah. Anyway. So regardless of whichever the three routes you take in the game, uh, their story always remains the same. Uh, and it's shown to you through like a little series of cutscenes peppered throughout. Um, the gist is as follows. Oh, I'm glad you're going to give me the gist because I skipped all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there was, a uh, again, another questionable game where there's a, a little girl um, and the main boss... Uh, the cutscene starts with her going, oh, stop touching me. And I'm like, no, I'm not enjoying this. We'll skip past this. Anyway, so the Bloody Scorpions terrorist group have kidnapped scientist George Diamond and his granddaughter Cecilia Diamond in order to gain the powerful drug Alpha 301, which converts normal people into superhuman soldiers. Not, hey, I had no idea that's what was oh, going okay. on. Um, a special team composed of eight soldiers from different countries, mm, different stereotypes, very <laughs> yes, ones, yes. must fight through their ranks in order to get to their leader and save the scientist's granddaughter and the world. 
So yeah. Okay. Uh, so so apart from the end boss, mm. there is like very little to indicate that <laughs> any of that story is going. It's not. It's not shown in any of the any of the levels. Mm. There's not. Yeah. It. It makes no sense. No, they it, just it literally they just slapped it on top, didn't they? Yeah, they're like, oh, can we? Who? Uh, who should we get to write a story? Let's do uh, a story about super drugs. Yes. <laughs> Graham's the most racist person in the team. Let's get him involved. Uh, Japanese person called Graham. Yeah. Yeah, Graham. Uh, Graham oh, maybe that's the twist. Crackers, maybe Graham was just from Stoke or something. <laughs> what, the guy who made the game? Yeah, And it wasn't I the Japanese all along, and now we're racist for suggesting... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, could you imagine that? This big, big, long table. It's just for like filled with like Japanese businessman, and there's just a guy there at the end in like a Port Vale t-shirt, yeah. like football top, and he's just coming up with all these racist stereotypes, and I don't really know what's going on. They're going, oh yeah, that's oh, I nearly did an accent there. That would have been very, very bad move. Uh, <laughs> like ticking them all off, and they're going, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, could you just stick a story around that? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that'll be fine. So every level is pretty much a, a run and gun level, mm. and there's interspersed with some sections. So you've got a vertical climbing section. There's a section where you're on a zip wire. There's one where you're on a, uh, a motorbike. So there are all these like little different differences in the levels, mm. kind of throughout. They change the uh, the way in which you uh, walk across the level. So some of them are vertical, some of them horizontal, some of them. Uh, but, but uh, diagonally, yeah. That's all. Some of them go it? up and down and left and right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they do. You get mm. to the top, and then you you can you can go go right or left. All the directions. Um, all all the directions yeah. are covered in the game. So all all sexualities, uh, all, <laughs> all races, races. And, <laughs> and all all directions. All races, but to the detriment of all races. <laughs> yeah, to the detriment. This is inclusive to a fault. I feel. Yeah. Uh, so the, the rec- kind of regardless of which path you you decide to take, some of the bosses are very very similar f- in each of the in each of the areas. Mm. So you'll get like a helicopter style one in a few of them, and you'll get a, a tank one. I didn't like the tanks that came from right to left. Oh, they were a piece of piss. I find them the easiest. Oh, really? I found that if you go to the very bottom of the screen and shoot diagonally, then you can just basically walk left and right and just roll every now and then, you'll be fine. Oh, if you If you stay in front of them, you've got the chance of being rammed, but yeah, you just go right to the bottom. They never go up or down the screen, they're always just going left and right, so you've just oh. got enough space to stay right at the bottom and you, your chances of getting hit are quite, quite slim. <laughs> Probably easier yeah. than the other ones. A lot, yeah, a lot of quite a few of the bosses are especially the ones that are coming from the top mm. you that like the the area ones maybe not not the ground ones you can just stay at, at, at one side of the screen fire diagonally yes and then as as it moves across you can roll yeah. and then change the direction you're shooting diagonally and like you'll very often not even get hit mm-hmm. Yeah, once um, you get used to how the bosses attack, I guess it's the same with all arcade games, really. But once you get used to that, it becomes a lot more predictable than the levels themselves are found because the levels themselves yeah. just throw shit at you all over the shop, and enemies could shoot 
you know, every now and then when you're not quite expecting it, but the boss is mm-hmm. always got that set pattern, so you can once you get into the rhythm of it, it's it's quite easy to to keep keep your eye on what it is that you need to do at any given time. I think. Yeah. So, had you do, do you think by this point you'd kind of developed a playing style? Is mm. is there is there a way that you approached everything? But yeah, I mean, I was starting to practice. Um, the close-up kills a lot more, mainly because you do get a lot of points out of it, which is a bit disappointing when you're just trying to get as far as you can. But it was mostly just trying to practice getting in there and killing them without taking any damage, which initially mm-hmm. your first bet is, oh, I'll just run in and stab them before they do anything. But then I found, no, what you need to do is get in there, let them shoot, and then go in. Unless they're doing an animation of them because some of them parachute into the level if they're parachuting in then you can get up to them and stab them before they do anything but the the enemies that just run into the screen the best thing to do is let them shoot and then they're just wide up they just stand there for ages doing nothing at which point you can go in and stab and the amount of health and uh weapons and stuff that you can get out of them is is perfect really it's well worth doing Mm -hmm. especially when going for well, for, for either for a score or for just trying to complete the game, I, I just found that that is what you need to be doing is is getting those mm-hmm. closing kills. Unless you're so good that you just never get hit, at which point you don't really need to risk doing that if you want to go for a, a one credit. Yeah, I, I, I actually think it was easier to roll into groups of mm-hmm. them uh, and, and get them all in, in one, yeah. one foul swoop. Yeah. Um, it was sometimes more difficult when they're spread out on the screen yes. um, for you to kind of roll from one to the other. And a lot, a lot of the times, if there was a, a lot of them, I was like, no, bugger this. I'm just going to go in, mm-hmm. shoot them. But then um, kind of certain characters, uh, like the the two uh, female characters who were way above everybody else faster. Um, to I mean, if, if, you, if you played as... Um, uh, Mac, Macu, <laughs> Big Maru, Mama, or can't, I can't remember his name, or or Big Mama, um, and then you switched to like one of the other female characters, uh, like Milky or uh, Mary B. I think that's what we said her name was. Um, they are they're like running, running mm. through, and and there, there's some bits where you go up the screen, uh, and they will, um. The enemy will kind of notice you and and go ah and then run off. Mm-hmm. But with the with those female characters, they're they're I found they were the only ones that could get to them before they even noticed you on the screen. Yeah. If you if you just continually rolled, I up. think that's what, what um, attracted me to Milky outside of the uh, the little butt <laughs> shot she does at the end of every level, where she goes uh, yeah oh. yeah oh yeah that was uh, and she doesn't make any racist noises, which is a good turn on for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just uh, like does a weird, uh, sexy mix kind of. Ooh. Is that, that, that that's my impression of? She sounds nothing Ooh. like that, by the way. Just in case anyone is. She turns off. into Tim Allen. Well, I did it by the skin of my teeth on the last credit. It seems the valley was the way to go, at least for me. The mini-bosses seem the easiest, and you only have to deal with the red jetpack men on the final level. 
I think I've taken it as far as I can in terms of completing it. No way I'm going to be able to bring it down from five credits like I just did here. So I think I might switch to one credit high score chasing from this point. The way it pushes the risk reward to stab the enemies rather than shoot, uh, that's going to make for an interesting change of gameplay, I reckon. I've just realised something. What? Uh, <laughs> I've just realised something that I'm not going to mention now. But I'm going to make it. I'm going to make a note of it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to sec. God dear. Uh, Have you been playing Oddworld New and Tasty? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Shock Troopers Big Mac Edition. Uh, no, we'll come back to that later because I, uh, I think I've buggered up a high. School game, absolute idiot. Right, so I think this looks absolutely lovely, mm. um, and the I can I I can never understand. So the .mu version yeah. has got two different kind of overlays on, hasn't it? Yes. It's got the it's got the uh, uh, the uh, thingy lines. CRT yeah, so scan we've got lines. the CRT filter, the scan lines, that's what I'm looking for, and then you can change the uh, the thickness and how many of them yeah. there are. And then you've got the other one that just makes the screen look like it's been smeared with Vaseline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really, I love on these to see it as clear and as pixelated it as it can possibly be. Mm. I, I think it looks lovely. Why, why, I know the scan lines kind of recreate you playing it on the CRT yeah. and playing it in the arcade. Well, it's such a shame to have something that looks so nice as this. Yes. To, to then ruin it by... Well, I, depending on how well scan lines are done, I tend to switch those on. I didn't think they were too bad on this .mu version, in all fairness. I think I ended up sticking them on. But that... Oh, piss off, That Dave. smoothing out pixels <laughs> thing, it's gross. I don't know why anyone would ever want to put that on. Yeah. It looks horrific on every single game they do it on I have no idea why anyone would choose to do that it is horrible objectively horrible so I've got strong feelings about that Stu <laughs> but it's so but oh it's alright they the walk through I'm just watching on YouTube has got Milky yes. turning around sticking her bottom <laughs> in the air doing a <laughs> Um, yeah so it looks really nice and considering Mm. there are three different areas uh they've they've put a lot of time and effort into making them all look very different and there's kind of there's just lots of different things to do throughout even if you just stick to one path it's like you'll go from i think i said it in like the first hour you go from like just a standard shoot shoot your way through and then it changes perspective so it's isometric view and then you go on a motorbike and you're shooting things down the motorbike then you're fighting a heli- it's just like ah what's next ah something else Blah. it just constantly does something <laughs> different and until you're vomiting all over yourself there's a motorbike level <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's fantastic it reminds me a lot of uh, I used to play a lot of Super Pro Protector on the SNES, uh, yes. um, yeah, otherwise yeah. known as Contra in the lesser countries. Super, super Contra. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic game for just constantly changing 
what you're doing in a level. Uh, they didn't sit on the laurels and just be like, ah, we've invented a shooting game. They'll just do more of that all the way through. It just keeps changing up. So, yeah, it's it's great. It's just great. It's just great. But, yeah, they do. I mean, they, the additional things they do, like even the even the bit with the zip wire, it's mm. like, ah, oh, does it... it you kind of think, does it need this? And you're like, yeah, it, it's yeah, it it it, it kind of ups the up, up ups the ups, ups the, the whoopsie ante. whoopsie ups the ups the ante. Uh, but like, there's they, they throw little things in, like there's a little uh, uh, like street level where they've got like um, villagers running across the screen. Mm. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that that really lovely little. Uh, little touches here and there and like I don't think I've made this up I mean I probably <laughs> will but when your character gets low on energy yeah. they start getting tired yes they do and they, they start you haven't over. made that up that, that does happen good. but, but I, and I just little things like that were really good yeah. just for like just for an arcade shooter mm-hmm. to have have the character actually um, kind of change how he is based on on his on his energy level. Well, I think oh, uh, I think it, when you're talking about graphics as well, one of the things this could be another reason why I have clicked with the game as much as I have, considering I don't really play a lot of shooters, is the graphics of the things that are being shot at you are so clear. Yes, it was never an issue for me. Like the bullets are massive most of the time. Mm-hmm. Even basically, you've got you've got a few different shots. There's little bullets. There's big bullets. They, there's um, missiles which you can shoot out the air. There's these blue things which explode and then spiral. And there's yeah. there's orange versions of the same which spiral differently. You've got tank fire which again is massive. And that is roughly it in terms of all of the bullets. But the way mm-hmm. the way that they do those patterns and spread it out, you always, I always and the grenades, knew, yeah, grenades as well, yeah. I always knew, okay, that that's going in that direction. This is going. There was nothing in it that I felt like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know where that was going to yes. come from? It just it felt very readable to me. So yeah, uh, and every time I got hit by something, I felt like it was my yes. fault. Yeah, that's exactly how uh, I felt. I w- there was no no point. I was frustrated where I thought, oh, that was the game just being rubbish. It it was all yeah. on me not being fast enough or forgetting to do something at the right time. Um, and I think that's that's why it's clicked as well as it has. I often find with these games, um, I just can't I can't like read. The game properly, mm-hmm. but so when you you were talking before about why I don't like shoot 'em ups, I, I can't read them. This I found was perfect. There was nothing about it that didn't stick with me. Even when the screen's super busy and there's loads of stuff going on, I was like, yeah. okay, well, I can see where the enemies are. I know where the bullets are going to come from. I know what they're going to be firing because ninety percent of the time, it's just a standard bullet that's coming at you unless they've got a rocket launcher. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh... and ev- everything's kind of signposted, mm. like so you so you know when something's going to come. Yeah, they don't shoot particularly fast either. So they yeah. always give you a, like, a good breathing room before they they actually shoot. So like, so you'll know when you're about to get rained down on missiles because the back of the tank or whatever yeah. will open up and and fire missiles. Mm-hmm. It's not like in other games where all of a sudden you will get this like rain of missiles and you're like, well, where the, where did they come from? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see where they were where they were initially fired from. So it's a very, very fair game, 
Um, yeah, and even it's fair game. Even the the um, the mini boss tanks, even the little tanks that you come across in the stages or the the boss tanks, they they telegraph their bigger attacks really well. Like the the gun turrets will light up for about half a yeah. second before they fire out that shot, so you're never left with. Oh, well, I had no chance of knowing that that was going to fire a massive bullet out. Is anything that's bigger than normal always tends to yeah. be telegraphed as "I'm going to shoot you." That's the word I meant, Dave. Not signposted. Yeah, well, tell it's the same thing, Joe. Don't, 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 don't put our audience down by not un- <laughs> not understanding the difference between signposting and telegraphing. I'm sorry, I, 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 felt, I felt I'd, I'd spoken wrong. Some of them have a reading age above three. <laughs> Three. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, so there. I think, I think this is quite common. Of this kind of nineties games, are very very good. Like kind of eight, eight sorry, sixteen bit games and, and, and games like this, mm-hmm. where the music is pinched from all over the yeah. place. Like the 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 influences and trying to replicate bits from other songs uh-huh. are, are really <laughs> obvious. So yeah. there's the one level where it's obviously trying to be Apollo four forties ain't talking about Doug. Mm-hmm. The one with the Van Halen yeah, yeah, sample. And it's and it's pretty much identical to that. There's there's an Iron Maiden Two minutes to midnight. They did, 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 and I was like, oh, so th- I mean, they, they do a really good job with the soundtrack. It's quite, it's like uh, jungle mixed. Yeah, the, there is some certain sections rock. where I was just like, why is this like drum and bass now? Because it yeah, has been mostly that, rock. But and and they've got these really odd samples. Like there's one guy. There's uh, one bit. But uh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like there's just been this random sample that they've just thrown thrown in the game. Yes. Whether they've got like a, a royalty free sample CD and gone, oh, we'll pinch that, yeah. we'll put that on. Well, at we'll least they on. didn't stick the guy going bop bop in there. So we're probably, <laughs> yeah. probably quite lucky on that front. Uh, yeah, that would have been uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so musically, I thought it was very good in in the way of sound effects it's quite sparse uh it's not a- yeah i wouldn't i think the music stood out to me more than anything else i don't uh, there's yeah. so much going on though it's probably best that it's sparse you'll have, yeah. you've got your um soldiers deaths which is, uh, again like metal slug sound hilariously over the top ah! <laughs> it's um variations on the wheelhouse yeah there's a lot of screaming going on uh, and that's no, that's pretty much all you like need it. in a game like this, I think. Is and ah, that's, that's ooh, it. Ooh, ooh. Oh no, that's that's something. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No, I've done it again. <laughs> right, okay. Moving, <laughs> moving on to hour six. Hour six. Well, I decided for this hour, instead of doing the thing I said I was going to do, I'd check out Shock Troopers Two. Man, I don't think I've ever been so quickly disappointed. The graphics have been changed from the beautiful pixel art of the first game into that weird plasticine-looking pre-rendered shit that literally no one on Earth enjoys looking at. The level of detail seems to be reduced. The dodge mechanic has switched to a jump that 
Oh, well, it works to save. It just doesn't feel right. Throwing a grenade is no longer possible while shooting, so you have to stop shooting, then throw the grenade, then continue shooting. It has less characters. It has less options on how you complete the levels. The difficulty's ramped up to the point of it feeling like an absolute clusterfuck. There's consistent slowdown when you get more than eight or so characters on the screen, which happens a lot, because the game just spams enemies at you. It's one of these weird games where, if I'd not just spent five hours playing Shock Troopers, I'd probably be like, uh, it's okay, I could get used to it and play it for a while, but this coming as a sequel to a game I've absolutely loved playing through, nah, this is pomp. Our time's done. It is fucking dreadful. <laughs> Uh, so, I was shocked. Uh, so, <laughs> I was genuinely shocked. Like, what? What? Why have you changed everything? I don't understand. I, 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 oh, I just I wanted like, more of the same. Yeah, and me. I, t- I started it off, and I was like, oh, I instantly hated the graphic yeah. style. The, uh, the, the, uh, they were trying to add like a bit of humour. I imagine. Yeah. Um, and like you say, they've got these kind of. The, the pre-rendered graphics that look kind of like yeah weird the, almost like the characters in but it's like they've tried to take the uh, the characters from like cannon fodder yes. or something yeah. and, and 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 made them it was it was horrendous yeah. um, I, I so you mentioned they switched the dodge to a jump mm. which was mostly useless yeah. didn't I feel didn't in, feel right at all. The the boss did did you play did you play it all the way through? I think I I only got through about maybe about because I was trying to do one credits for some reason, so Fuck. I only I only got to about the third level in in that hour. Did, did you get to the one which was the building entrance and it was just yes, one thing yes. that it, that that was proper <laughs> yes. proper bullet hell style level with a dodge I roll had, that does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> with a dodge roll that does nothing. The one thing I did like about this was uh, the ability to power up. Yeah. Um, the only issue was they constantly told you every time you powered mm. up. It was one of those games. It was very different to the last game. Is in there is too much sound effects in this one. Yeah. Like the character, the character has to describe everything that's happening on screen, everything they're collecting. Uh, like when you select a new character, they've got some kind of pre-written uh, gump. Like one of the yeah. guys is like talking about what it's like to be on the battlefield. I mean, the there's like cutscenes mid-levels and stuff where people start waffling on about nonsense. But, and... but they only say like one yeah. sentence. <laughs> I'm going there's to like, get you, and then they run away. I I, I could not see that. The, the, there's a, a um. There's a young lad character who I played as most, but he had the same sentence every time. Um, <laughs> every 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 time he came to fight against somebody, I only played as the Milky Standing. Um, I, I can't, uh, Angel. Angel, that was it. Yeah, I've got, I've got her on. I've got her on screen now. Who they've sexed but up to the nines. For, they for, absolutely for, have. Yeah, for no real reason. But she doesn't do the. At the end of the level, so I didn't. I didn't find she, it as attractive. You, did, you didn't like it. No. Yeah, you just get like these big, um, uh, big, gra- um, tits, bits. You get these big bits, Dave. I said tits. Oh, <laughs> T- oh, did you say tits? Yeah. I thought that's what you were getting. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, she, she, uh, yeah, she has, but they they uh, instead of having the cutscenes like they did before, they have the character kind of appear on one half of the screen mm. and then the the response from the other character on the other half of the screen. Yes, um, but it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. They it's it, there's the. You've got the ability to drive tanks and vehicles, yeah. but they last about three yes. seconds. And you can you charge really... up the weapons. It just feels awkward to do. I just yep. oh, everything. Uh, I just oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> I do, it could have. <laughs> it's just the fact that I found. I finally found like a game of this type that I've really, really enjoyed, and I was like, oh, "There's a sequel!" And then I go and play it, and I was like, oh, "I hate this. <laughs> I hate everything about it." It just doesn't there, the, feel the same at all. The, the slowdown, oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. It, it, there's a part of me that thinks, is this deliberate? Because when there's so many things on the screen, it does make it quite difficult to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I for don't a second think it, think, think it was it was deliberate. One of the and, um, one of the things that you said uh, about the oh you you like the weapon upgrade system and that and. and I think that might be one of the things that does put me off about games like this because what happens is you die and then you're basically put in a position where unless you're really, really good, you can't really do much because all of your weapons have gone to pot. So if you're in the no, middle they, of a boss fight, you get... If if you get hit, hmm. then your upgrades scatter yes. and then you just collect them Yeah, again. you can pick them up again. I was thinking specifically in boss fights where there's stuff everywhere. Because yeah, it does they, they do impossible. eventually go away, yeah. So you you're left with like a weapon. So it's not quite as bad as like Gradius where you are just like, okay, well, you died, you're so now you've lost everything. Um it, but yeah, in comparison to the first shock troopers where it, it was just a case of you had the you had the health bar, which again is is something that I absolutely love. You do have the health bar in the second one, but when you die and your your weapon gets reduced, it just feels like a I don't know, that does feel like an arcade way of going, mm, when maybe you should put some more money in just to, yes. just to keep going, you know. Just to try and get your weapon back up and but but in a more cynical way than the first, because if you died in the first, you came back with the same weapon that you had regardless. You're still doing the same damage. You know, everything is designed around you having a weapon of a particular power, I guess, yes. is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I can kind of understand liking it, but I didn't. I certainly didn't like it as much as the first one's just, oh, here's a new weapon, and it's amazing! For a game that had, like potentially more going on the screen mm. i find it more boring <laughs> yes. because it, it is it becomes like a prey and spray yeah. kind well, of well there's not as much um there's not as much interesting level design either it is mostly the same thing uh throughout you're just moving from area to area killing things like when you think back to the first one the way i described that uh in that first hour how you're playing through a standard level and then you're on a motorbike and then you're shooting down a helicopter and this that and the other this is just you're walking along the one route you're allowed to go on until you get to the boss then you kill the boss and you get a choice of two routes is it? I can't remember now Um, it it just it reduces everything that was good in the first one down to uh, well we need the first one was successful let's just make this sequel now I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it 
if it wasn't originally a shock troopers game. No, and they I don't just, think it was. They just. It just doesn't just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it was the same team or anything. It just it, it yeah. feels like somebody played Shock Troopers and was and was like, oh, that's quite good. But I've built this engine that doesn't look anything like the original <laughs> yeah. or play like the original. Should we just make a sequel using this? That's what it feels it, like to me. If if yeah, it feels um, very typical of like. I suppose like the PlayStation generation of people going, well, we don't really want pixel art mm. stuff anymore. We want stuff that looks like this. Yeah, I think that's and it's, it. And it's absolute. It's uh, to its downfall. Yes, uh, massively. And the yeah, I'd, it's it's just. Uh, if I was to sum it up in one word, it would be unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can say about Disappointing it. Yeah. unnecessarily. And the um, uh, there was. The the music in it is nowhere near as good as in the first I can't game. Remember they, uh, the music in it. <laughs> well, there was the they um in one of the screens they they sampled and slowed down. Um, Come on, my selector by Square Pusher. <laughs> really, I didn't notice yeah. that at all. There's like there's like a I don't know if like, I recognise that. You know the good. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> no, I did that, notice yeah. that. And then I was thinking, is that just like. Because I've heard that sample used in a lot of things anyway. I was thinking, like, was that because of the time this this came out? Was that maybe just like a, a audio bank sound effect that seemed to have hit a lot of people at once? Well, I I did think that, but then I I listened back to Come on My Selector and it is a, a sped up. Oh, wow. Like they've obviously taken like the drum beat and everything as well. <laughs> they, it's all just slowed down ever so slightly. Yeah. I was like, uh, well, he was um, big in Japan but, at the time, so. Square pusher. Mm. Well, yeah. So, but I, I, I think like you, like we said about the first game. What I think the music was done by the same person as well. Oh, really? um, they've they've just kind of taken, uh, taken what's big at the time yeah. and just kind of hoofed loads of little versions of that in. But they haven't just hoofed versions of that. <laughs> in. They've obviously took the sample of it and just chucked it in. Yeah. Oh, the one other thing. I found with this game that wasn't an issue with the first game is the bosses certainly from level three uh, when you're on the train onwards take forever unnecessarily yes. long like the first game the bosses were literally just about skill finding the right place to put yourself in and and uh, uh, you know beating the bosses fairly and squarely this was just uh, that third level direct me every single time and it wasn't. It just wasn't fun. There was nothing about it where I was like, "Oh no, that was my fault that I failed." Doing yeah, that. yeah. It all just felt like there's so much going on on screen. There's like the bullets are faster. The dodge is absolutely knackered. The everything looks <laughs> ugly. I hate it. You just it. can't dodge. I don't know. <laughs> just hated everything about it. And I think it really cemented it with that third level on the train. Whereas, whereas we're in the regional game, you you dodge. Sometimes you'd come out, you'd come out of a roll, and you'd get hit yeah. by something. And that felt like, like more was... like, oh, I've rolled in the wrong direction there. I should have gone yeah. the other way. Whereas in this, you jump, yeah. and you are ninety nine percent sure going to get hit so yeah. when, when you landed. Yeah, because you're just in the same place. It's the stupidest way to dodge anything. I hate this well, game, Stu. It's safe to say it's dog shit, <laughs> uh, unnecessary dog shit. It does have a lot of fans. And to be fair, as I said, if I hadn't played the first game, I could probably play it and think, oh, it's, yeah, it's all right. I probably won't go back to it. But coming after mm. the first one, God, I 
Ooh, it makes me want to be sick. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's get on to hours seven to ten. By this point, I uh, I did it in a slightly different order to you. I did so. I did two and a half hours playing through the game. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours playing through the different characters. Two and a half hours trying to get a high score, and then two and a half hours on Shock Troopers Two, mm-hmm. or whatever we called it, Shock Troopers Second Squad. Um, so let's listen to your final four hours, hours seven to ten. Hours seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm just smashing together the last four hours of this because really there's not a lot I can add that I haven't added before. The thing with arcade games is usually they're quite upfront with what they provide. After the shock of Shock Troopers 2, eh? get it? Shock after showed them a... Uh, going back to Shock Troopers was a breath of fresh air. Everything I loved about it in the first hour still resonates. So I've been spending the last four hours just trying to rack up a high score in one credit, and I've asked folk on the Discord, as well as Stu, to join me in doing that. I'm not particularly good at shooting up, so I don't suspect I'll even touch some of the high scores that come in, but it'll be nice to see what other folk get out of the game. That does make me think, though, that Shock Troopers could well be the first shoot 'em up I've enjoyed in forever. I genuinely can't remember the last time I had this much fun in this genre, because I usually just bounce off them after a bit. My eyes can't seem to keep up with all the shit on screen, and while that's been true of this game to a degree, it hasn't annoyed me half as much. That could be because of the life bar system, or maybe the risk-reward mechanics of getting in close for a melee kill. I, I don't know. All I can say is... I've really enjoyed this. Life bar. Well, oh, lov- lovely life lovely bar. Lovely life. Every yeah. shoot 'em up should have a life bar. Well, uh, in my notes, I've put, well, I think that joke may have rivaled my subway joke from last week. I guarantee I laughed at my joke, and you didn't even laugh at your own joke. <laughs> so I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I don't really think we've got much else to to discuss game-wise. No, no. Um, So this month we did something different. So on our uh, Discord, difficult to find Discord, we did a high score competition, which Dave has collated the scores for. Yes, I haven't looked at these yet. I hope they they haven't beaten me, (laughs) otherwise I'll be very um, upset. Could you just uh, remind people and possibly me of the <laughs> rules of the have playthrough? You, have you completely cut this up. Okay. So the rule was to just play in Lonely Wolf mode, one credit. That was it. <laughs> Those were the only rules. All right. Okay, that's fine. In which case, I, I have followed it correctly because okay. for, some, for some reason... Uh, when we were talking a minute ago, I was like, oh, hang on a second. Was I supposed to five credit this? But I haven't. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was when I was playing through the game. I was just trying to get, I was trying to complete it under five credits. No, this high score challenge was one credit, highest score. Okay. So I did originally uh, do a big fuck up. And every every time I died, I would take a, a picture of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, of my score uh, and I inadvertently deleted all of those <laughs> um, so this afternoon I returned to the game um, and managed to surpass my previous high score I wouldn't do that Dave because my high score is not going to be very high um, but as, as, you, as, as you commented as well 
it was quite nice to go away for a little bit and come back to it. Yes. With kind of uh, with with f- fresh eyes. Mm. Um, so I and I, I yeah I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say I found it easier, but I, I did definitely kind of um, get back into the swing of it a lot quicker than I have done anything else we've played on the podcast where. Straight after we've finished recording an episode, I'll start a game and then not play any until we come to a week before we record. And I'm like, shit, I've totally forgotten how to play this. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, it was like muscle memory kicked in so much quicker mm. um, than it had done previously. Yeah, as I said, I only got my high score today because <laughs> I just thought, oh, I'll give it another try. Um, so I tried it about about a couple of hours ago, and I was just just absolutely nailed the game, like a lot higher score than I previously got. So uh, I went with that. So the the other idea was I went. I thought it'd be fun to do a, a blind high score. So I haven't looked at the two high scores. I've just opened up the emails now. We got a whopping two people involved in this one. So right. there are four high scores, yours included. So if you send that one to me, Stu, I'm going to read them out. In 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 order of of fourth to first, fourth to first, one person doesn't get to go on the podium, unfortunately. High score challenge. High score challenge. Should we go from from last to 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 first? Is that how we're going to do this, or first to last? What do you, what do you reckon? No, we'll do last to first. We'll do last to first. Uh, so the the people involved in this were me, Stu. Uh, Primo Karma from the Discord and Well Omad. I assume that's how you say that. Or Well Omad. Well Omad. Uh, all sent scores in. And in last place, with 1,712,001 oh. points, <laughs> is Stu Liberty. In third place, we have Primo Karma, 3,030,500 oh, points. <laughs> And then, between first place and second place, one person got 6,428,501. The other person got 7,901,900. Who came first, you, me or Wellomad? You. Nope, it was Wellomad. I came second. Wello. 6.5 million. He got nearly 8 million. On one oh credit, that is that is good going. I think I got up to the fourth boss, maybe with one credit. It was around there. It was around about the first boss, at uh, the fourth boss, even not the first boss, the fourth boss. So he must have got pretty much toward the end. Oh, yeah, on that one. I was going to say, I I think I got to maybe it was, I think it was about halfway through three. Yeah. So obviously I'm doing I'm doing something. Yeah, wrong. I was I was going in for the old. Stabby kills constantly, just to wreck. Well, up I was trying. To... Yeah, well, why well, you would? Wouldn't you I die? would, and um, it, like he sent me his screenshot of the ranking of first, second, third, fourth, fifth, where he's clearly played them all, and he's got yeah. um, all five places: five point nine million, six point two million, six point five million, seven point four million, and seven point nine million. <laughs> So well, well, well done. He beat us like three or four times over. So, <laughs> well done, well, yeah. man, on this first high score competition. Well, I, I had a go, Dave. You did, and so did you. Did. Well, we done. all, we all had a bit of a go, didn't we? Yeah. Well, that, I, I, yeah, I think that's a good idea. We should uh, do something similar. 
on, on future. So yeah, I think whenever, whenever we do an arcade game, I think it's, it's the perfect time to make people do our bidding. Uh, right, okie dokie. So before we hear my 11th hour jingle, mm. um, I think you will definitely return to this at some point okay what do you think about me i think you'll have seen the high scores that have just come in maybe be a little bit sick to the stomach about coming forth and you'll think i'm gonna play that for at least 30 minutes more (laughs) just to try and get a high score at the very least but yeah i reckon i reckon you'll push it to the 11th hour Well, there we go. That was amazing. It reminded me, it weirdly reminded me of the band A Perfect Circle. I don't know why. Oh, yes. I think it yeah, was that like, wee, wee noise. Yeah. I uh, af- after I heard the intro thing, I was like, "Oh, I'd really like to I'd like to do a version yeah. of this." Uh, and there wasn't one. There wasn't any on online I was expecting oh, really? it to be. Um so I was like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go all out for this uh, cuz you you keep showing me up." On your, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and your jingles. You can like, play right? instruments, Stu. Well, I just poke buttons until something comes out. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, uh, no, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. Okay, cool. So, will you be returning? Um, uh, not only will I be returning, I think this may now be in my top five Neo Geo games ever. I, I, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I'm, it, it I, I just, uh, it's gone from like a, a genre that I don't particularly play a lot of to just, I absolutely love this game. I def- oh. definitely be playing more of it. It's your gateway drug into the genre. It is, yeah. Oh, excellent stuff. Uh, I will 100% play this again. I mean, the fact that I'd already done my 10 hours and then went back this evening and did an hour mm-hmm. just playing through it anyway even though i'm dreadful i've i had a lot of fun playing it and um i'd like to give it a shot in two player mode i think that will bring a, a whole yeah, new dynamic didn't even into think it to try that out. yeah so uh, uh ben the chap that um uh gave us the neo geo games before uh, gave us the list of games to pick from i'll, I'll uh, hopefully get to play it at his next time mm. um i go along because he he's actually got a, a bloody he's got, he's got a, a Neo Geo Dave. Neo Geo. He's got a bloody m- money bags Flip Neo heck. Geo man. Uh, so yeah, cool stuff. Mm. Wicked. Well, that's that was a a bloody success. That game. It was. It was good after yeah. uh, after being angry for two episodes. 
<laughs> after an hour. Yeah, it's nice to have a, uh, an upbeat one. Mm. So, um, next game then. Okay. What have you got for me? Well, I was trying to think of genres that we've not done yet. And oh so, I've gone for a specific genre that we've not done yet, and also a specific era which we've not done yet. So... I grew up, it's certainly sort of like the late 90s. I did as well. <laughs> we all grew up, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I grew up through the late 90s playing a lot of boomer shooters, uh, FPS games of uh, the build engine variety, and then mm-hmm. probably around like Half-Life 2. Absolutely loved Half-Life 2, but then kind of fell away from FPS games. Yeah. Uh, only coming back to them later on when the, the boomer shooters started to make a resurgence, really. Um, did play them every now and then, stuff like Halo, etc. But uh, I missed out on quite a few big hitters. And so mm-hmm. I've picked three of them out. And I've tried to go for a mixture of games within that genre. So the first one on the list is Fear, or F E A R. Released. The one with the girl, with the ring yes. style girl. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. released in 2005. That's a FPS with a horror bent, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Crisis, the original Crisis from 2007, uh, which people still joke, can my PC run Crisis? Uh, it, obviously a very good-looking game, kind of a pseudo-sequel to Far Cry, in that you are given a big open landscape to try and kill everything off, and you're kind of... Super powered, uh, but overwhelmed by numbers, uh, from what I understand. But again, not not got a chance to to play it really. And the other one is Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl, uh, two thousand and seven as well, which is a uh, basically. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's an FPS, but it's set in kind of a radioactive wasteland in which you are a stalker, I think you're the stalker, and you're trying to um, make your way through... I guess it's kind of Fallout-ish, but more hmm. more shootery than Fallout is. It's more of an FPS than it is an RPG, but yes, it has RPG yeah. elements. So I went with them three. Really, it's a horror FPS, a freeform FPS or a more immersive world FPS it's between mm. those three well I've played fear before because I had though I think there's like is there three or four of them I think I got them in a whole at least three yeah I, I, I played through the first one crisis is something I'm aware of but I'm really tempted by stalker mm. But then again, I made this mistake with <laughs> what's yes. it called? I mean, Stalker does Man. have good reviews as well, but having having played through bloody uh, pan pan para I I can't remember the name. No. Paradiso. Pa- pathologic. No, pathologic. 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 That's the one. Having played through oh. that, which also had very positive reviews. Who knows? Um, right. One thing I will say about Stalker is apparently it's extremely buggy but there are user patches so if we did go with that one it would have to be uh, user patched because otherwise you'll just get dead ended constantly by the game breaking but other than that it is playable it just needs a uh, community patch right okay so 
Uh, Head Crisis, uh, Tales Stalker, because I really am indifferent. Okay. It's Crisis. Okay. Crisis, it is. Uh, as I say, I've not played Crisis. Uh, weirdly, I have played and completed Crisis 2, <laughs> but I've not played the original Crisis. Crisis 2 came out on the Xbox 360 back in the day. Um, and it was my first chance to play it. And I seem to remember really enjoying it, although I think it was it kind of reduced the freeform element down. Um, the original Crisis is still the one that people hold up as the, the one to go and play. So be interesting. So we're, so we're playing the original or the remaster? The original Crisis. Okay. Right, so that's absolutely fine. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah, that'll be an interesting um, one. Cool, cool. Well, everyone, thank you for doing a listen. Uh, if you want uh, to hear more of Dave and I, uh, stay until the credits after this episode ends. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Dave. Uh, say uh, say goodbye. Bye. Good, good, good. <laughs> and uh, have a, a lovely time, everybody. Okay, bye. Goodbye. For more Stu and Dave shenanigans, join our Discord and follow 10 Hour T on Twitter and Instagram. For Dave, subscribe to Rose Tinted Spectrum on YouTube and follow Spectrum Tinted on Twitter. For Stu, YouTube and Twitter are Stu the Brummy and Stewie the Brummy on Instagram.